0: Welcome back to another edition of the Para Podcast. This week I'm joined by Bertie.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Forty. G'day, fellas. And Ham. Yep. You didn't want to say anything else? A- you want to a
2: respond? A- no. Pretty somber week. Yeah. It's All right, somber.
0: too easy. Well, well let's just jump straight into it. We'll um we'll pull the band-aid off. Uh <laughs> Dragon's fourteen, Eels twelve in a reverse of the week before score, which had Eels fourteen. Sp- Shark, can you stop playing around with that um,
3: oh sorry Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's our little show notes for those that are unaware in the google spreadsheet that um <laughs> we're getting in trouble with
0: it's a google docs which um i allow them editing privileges on and maybe i shouldn't have uh but in any event uh let's look back at that game uh first of all, off the top i'll start with you Bertie. what did you want to say
1: fucking hate wet, wet weather football. Seriously. Like, just piss it right off. And, ah, oh, I just, you know, after the Sharks game, you know, we're playing on a heavy 10. You can tell they're a bit um, bit slow, but oh, I just, like, the of course, everything went, went didn't go our way this game in terms of, like, the before the game. We had wet weather football. We had Mary getting sacked. So the players were obviously playing without pressure. So, and we're coming off a short turnaround. So it just seems like we're up against it before then we get in there, we score a try within, you know, 15 minutes. Wonga Blake, like, just uh, runs it through a gap. And I just thought, we're, we're going to smash them. But Zach Lomax, just once again, they just, we get scored upon with easy tries to our wingers, you know, with a, whether it's a long ball or a kick. Like, like it's like as if the opposition, when they score against us, they're not doing much effort. They're not working hard. They're just sort of like, not fluke tries, but like contests. And it's just so frustrating because we're getting punished. And I don't know, man, I just...
0: I just want to ask... Say Zach yeah. Lomax assist, like, I don't know if that's on the winger. That that was a special, special No Not um, much you can do play. defensively
3: against that. That was just, yeah, insane. That's, you know, one guy out jumping at one of the, you know, premier fullbacks in the game and somehow getting the ball off in contact. So you can't be too upset about that. But I do think the game was an exercise in frustration. I think that I build the game against Cronulla as our get-right game because I think that we went back to the fundamentals and looked like we're ready to turn the corner. And then, you know, it wasn't quite fast forward a week later because it was a shorter turnaround. But we sort of threw everything out out in the garbage chute, which is really frustrating. And, you know, just a lot of concentration drops. Uh, Dylan Brown had a couple. uh, Sean Lane had a few. uh, Trying to think a couple of other players, but it was just across the park. And then um, defensively, we were pretty good for the most part. But then once again, just we switch off for one tackle, get away, let late offload get some sort of flicked out the back. And then all of a sudden, the Dragons are 60 metres downfield. Just that sort of game. And, you know, there was a lot of bad luck too. Obviously, the Reid-Marnie no try, which I don't feel like they had enough evidence to overturn. Um, There was also one moment where there was an obvious knockback based on the Dylan Brown precedent last week, and then all of a sudden it's a knock-on again. So I don't really understand uh, where the NRL refs are of consistency on those calls. And then obviously...
0: I have to say it was consistent over the weekend that any... Potential knock-on that seemed to travel backwards was now being adjudged as so a knock-on. Well, as so long as they're consistent, which they are sort of, Yeah, yeah, they got two weeks of blowback and then they're back to the to the old way. And then, so,
3: and then um, obviously, yeah. Junior poi cannonball blow over the knees. They have a chance to review it, and they still don't find the penalty. And then now Fulhamano is facing uh, suspension of the judiciary. So I, I don't understand where the refs are, but the refs went while we lost that game, we were, uh, we, we were while we lost that game. And we just haven't been able to learn our lessons over, it's like nearly six weeks now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'd say it's ever since that Newcastle game really, isn't it? Or yeah. It was the Manly game before, but Manly game was after that Newcastle game, yeah. Yeah,
3: Newcastle game, we were scrappy in attack, but really good defensively. And But yeah, that's where I think a lot of our mental issues started with attack at least.
2: Ever since uh, we debuted Stefano,
3: <laughs> the right oh. starter, going to the, the stink of the West Tigers, got that
2: ninth place mentality, and he's, he's imported onto the rest of the team. Stefano, no good. <laughs> the, yeah, gigs yeah, up, the gigs up, mate. The gigs the up. I, I don't want like, get... to toot, toot my own horn, but I did say
1: in the pod <laughs> last week that Pereira and Rubalaba, you know, they're very strong. Uh, yeah, but they actually very
3: they, they had career games way above what they usually produce. We let them have big Sivo
0: games. got dunked on by Ravalara twice. Like, seriously, Sivo, what's going on, mate? <sighs>
1: like, Pereira, like, it reminded me of the Brisbane game last year in Suncourt when we couldn't tackle Fafita. Like, we couldn't tackle him no matter what. And he's only a little nuggety fella. Like, oh, I hope they worked on their defense.
3: Well. Uh, well, that's the problem is that they've been working a lot on the defense. And defensively still, they only gave up two tries, which is you know a great benchmark. But offensively, we've got so many issues. We're laying a great platform through the middle, but we go sideways before we earn the right to attack on the edges. Uh, As soon as the halves get the ball, they're shoveling it out wide. We're not doing anything to stop the, the interior of the edge defense sliding out to just wrap up our back row, center, or winger, whoever gets the ball.
0: Well, let's have a look at those stats, and then we'll go through um, that that sideways attack. So, starting off, we had 52% of the ball. We completed at 80%, right on that 80%. But the Dragons at 82%. Uh, we had 20 more runs for an extra 180 meters. Uh, won the post contact meters, but we lost line breaks two to four, and that's probably where the game was won. Uh, Dragons also boasting a massive 30 tackle breaks to 16. Um, average set different distance. We were better by four metres. Average playable speed, lost that one again, 3.72 seconds to 3.35. We won the offload battle, and I understand that we've now cracked the double century for offloads so far this season as a team. Uh, and then looking at kicking, it was pretty close, uh, an extra 120 metres for the Dragons. We forced two dropouts to one. Kick defusal 50%, that's a massive one there. Uh, effective tackles, both sitting at 90%. Missed tackles, a whopping 30 to the Dragons, 16. Uh, we both made uh, relatively the same amount of tackles. Uh, ineffectives pretty similar. Errors, 14 to 12, not good enough. Penalties conceded, 4 to 2. And then we gave again away 3, 6 against to the Dragons, 5, uh, using up all our interchanges. So uh, I wanted to, to, to expand on that uh, that sideways attack. Um in that first half, we saw that running those underlines in those wet conditions. It, it you know it created that massive space for one going to str- yeah. run straight through a hole, but we didn't seem to do it again for the whole night.
3: No. Maddening stuff, th- isn't it?
2: Yeah. And it's weird that like, we go to our right side for that one play in the first half and from, what, 40 metres out, just break straight through, untouched, instead of Guston. And then it seems like we deliberately do not go right again. Like We're not playing to our right side, which has got a and I- halfback of Mitchell Moses. Ryan Madison, Wanga Blake, Blake Ferguson.
3: Like. To some extent, you can understand because our left edge has been so good, but recently our left edge has been so janky. Sean Lane was clearly out of sync with Dylan Brown. We missed the, like a over try for Michael Jennings because Sean Lane could not find the gap in time in order to let Dylan Brown link up with Jennings. And you know, outside that, uh, unfortunately, Michael Sebo can't finish off, even though the opportunities were pretty tough on Thursday or Friday night, rather it's Thursday this week, but Friday last week. Um, you know, he couldn't quite finish off the limited opportunities he got.
0: One player I do want to give a shout out to Kane Evans. Um, what a beast! Uh, again, uh, but then of course coming out the our captain Clint Gutherson running and getting the record for most run metres, eclipsing RTS for 369 metres, 69 there. Nice. Um, nice. nice, yeah, fantastic stuff. And also Nathan Brown just hitting the line with speed. He just gets a massive head of steam. Does that great mem up. Oh, Mem meme, uh, <laughs> on Twitter um, of Lisa Simpson, whereas the trainer. and she's being the news reporter. The old Nathan Brown doesn't run through here much anymore. <laughs> uh, Actually, I was going to say,
2: off, uh, there was a dropout, and I yelled, uh, big run, Brownie, fire up. And he looked at me, and he dead set walked back to about the 30-metre line, <laughs> and arched onto the ball. So I know which of was runs too. Was of-
3: Yeah, um, Brownie and Guffer were superb. And they really set the bar for their teammates to sort of aspire to. And unfortunately, they couldn't meet it. Um, Gufferson, like you said, Hamish, 369 metres off. And it wasn't like cheap uh, meter He did it off like 34 or 35 carries. So the the per run rate was fantastic. Um, and Brownie just brought the intensity through the middle of the entire game.
0: One player on the opposite. Oh, sorry. So I
2: was just going to say, I think the reason why Gutho got so many run metres was the Dragons had a game plan of as soon as they got to the 40 metre line.
3: drill it downfield. Yeah.
2: Because our wingers weren't dropping back. It was a slog. Just played on a heavy track. Played on a heavy track again with a uh, bit of rain around Bankwest. So, you know, even third tackle, they were kicking. And from 40 metres out, you've always got the chance to run, f- to go for a 40-20 there. Um, I thought we could have looked to implore a similar tactic. It's a bit of a lesson we could learn as a team and as tactically if there is a bit of rain around. doesn't matter, even if it's third tackle. Like We've kicked early before. I think we kicked early in this game to try and force a line drop out but soon i think fitler said it a few years back i remember him talking about it where there was a game plan in a finals match that the roosters had where as soon as they saw that red line that kick the ball even if it was like third tackle because you just get around you chase and then you force them to make a mistake so um yeah i think that's one
0: uh one opposition player i did want to give a shout out to Cameron kinnis um you know, lots of NRL players out there for themselves, but him playing for his coach, and you can see it the last couple of years as well, uh, you know, we've all had words to say about Mary McGregor and his coaching ability, but he seems like a nice enough bloke. And Mcinnis giving him his jersey after the game was a, a fantastic uh, tribute to that coach um, and, and something we should seek to emulate at our club for all players putting in for their coach. Um, but... You know, as much as it burns to to have that loss against the Dragons and really a game that we circled as a win. Um, to see those scenes in the dresser and, and the press conference after was really a nice show from from Dragon's captain, I have to say. Okay, we want to wrap it up there. The only other things I wanted to say is the Dylan uh Brown uh rake. Oh, uh, oh the break. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was on, um, on... I understand he had hands on the ball to start off with, but he clearly released uh, the
3: ball and was trying to free up his arm from the tackle. And Corey Norman just did not maintain possession. Just terrible the is, overall.
2: The back of his hand is on the ball. How do you strip the ball when it's on the back of your hand? And then the bunker goes, there is pressure applied. How the do you know that there's pressure? Do you have sensor points in the ball to let them know that there's pressure on the ball? Serious? Well, Brad, officer uh, said in the press
1: conference, if he doesn't move, if he leaves his hand there, it's hand on the ball. So I don't know.
2: What, what do you expect him to do? But they oh, don't proud. even call that penalty anymore because you're allowed four players in a tackle to, and then three drop off, you know.
3: True, to, player, to allow a strip, yeah.
2: So there's no hands on the ball penalty anymore because that happens every tackle because they're trying to strip it. So, like, I don't know. Un- How the- was that? a pe- Being that a penalty is beyond, like, with the back of your hand. Seriously.
0: And then um, the other one, Kate Ellis, I thought, you know, equally going up try, that could have been a try as well. Um, yeah, where did I he didn't... knock it on? Exactly. Um,
1: well, similar to the Dylan Brown knock on when they called, when we challenged it, On oh, no, sorry, on um, Michael Jennings. Like, Ravalava hits Michael Jennings in the arm, but doesn't make contact with the ball, so how is that a knock on? So... Yeah.
0: There's just a couple of ones. I in just
1: think client listen, a client can't ref, he can't video ref, he can't model, he can't do
2: anything. He's short, he sounds weird, <laughs> he's got a punchful face. I just don't know what he's gonna do. Oh, seriously. Baby. Well that's the thing, you know, you can't let these people out into society because <laughs> they'd just be homeless. So you've got to give them something. Oh
3: good lord. Oh referees just cannot catch a break anywhere, can't they?
2: <laughs> well he didn't have a <laughs> game on Sunday, so
1: like seriously, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he still have a job. Like Ricky, Stewart was right when he caught him a cheat those many years ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh well. They're not the
2: reason we lost. We just played shit. Yep.
0: Yeah, so we'll get it to Pretty it in dumb. our preview. I'm not yeah. ref
2: blaming for our losses, but bloody hell, they're all for their job. What were you gonna say about the Dylan Brown break?
0: Sorry. Sorry. What
2: Were you gonna say something about Dylan Brown's break? Did you say
0: no? no it's just the the strip. Oh, okay. Sorry if I muddled up my words. Oh no, that's um, <laughs> News items: Gutherson notching up three sixty nine meters, which is the most in NRL uh, history, or is it rugby league history or NRL history?
3: It's NRL probably era because that's the stat keeping era. So technically, there could be a game in the past with more meters, but it's not officially recognised. Because I was going,
2: to, and, but there is also probably a kid that's like ten times the size of other kids in you know, a four <laughs> hundred meter try. Every, everyone, Tommy Tommy, but, Tommy,
3: Tommy against the Warriors in the twenties had yeah. had a monster four hundred meter game. I think.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's NRL history, not. Re-
0: Man, I remember watching Tom Trovoyovich in the uh was the Holden Cup at that point and like that kid just absolutely blitzed. I remember there was one game against us where like he just all you had to do was give him the ball and he'd run hundred meters every time and score a try. Yeah.
3: Had a pretty good 20 year old Tom. Back too. when
1: he had two good hammies.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Um all right, well there's no real other news other than um well not Shit. eels related in any event.
2: Samuel Hughes.
0: Oh, that's right. Upgraded to top 30. Yeah, Yeah.
2: unofficially, I suppose. But if
3: Matt Sports… I mean, uh, his agents announced it on (laughs) TCT… On TCT, yeah, they, they commented. They, they, they dropped. They, they dropped onto one of our threads and um, posted a link to the Twitter about or the Instagram about the re-signing and upgrade. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's great." <laughs> you,
1: you know what that means when it gets broken on TCT? James Super's going to report on this. But yeah, come at me, lads. I'm taking everyone out.
3: Sammy Hughes, one-time back rower and centre, when we're talking when he was in the Sixteens, came to us by way of Cronulla. Uh, has since moved into the middle and has been sensational. So um, I think uh, we had him unofficially build at 192 centimetres, 112 kilos coming into the, the 2020 season. But by all reports, he might have gotten even bigger since then.
1: Not bad, the good size right that's, there. That's it, Bertie. Not
3: bad, the good size indeed. So he's um, he is a big bopper and one of the two Bruce brothers alongside um Davy horse who is outside the bubble at the moment, but is very much in the, the future plans for us as, as early as 2021.
0: Good stuff there. Uh, keeping a track on those juniors. Uh, what was the other one I saw today? I was just um, I was because I, I was just doing a bit of research before uh, we started the pod. At, I do do my research. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of research, mate. Was it uh, uh, tackle? But, but anyway, when I was looking through it, zero tackle. They had the top top eight is already set <laughs> in a very disappointing uh, twenty twenty season. Uh, The competition is split straight down the middle, a top eight featuring sides all capable of producing quality on any given day and bottom half destined to make the numbers for 2020. With 11 rounds still remaining, and this is at round 14. That's a
3: lot of football uh, left.
0: It is something of a shame that the divide between the competent and not so miraculous is clearly displayed near the midpoint of the season. And then at the, he concludes this article with, "Thus we have set top eight after fourteen rounds with eleven rounds of football for those teams in the hunt to jockey for a position before the playoffs begin." Yeah, a lot um, of so one left. there doesn't know uh, how many rounds are in this year, which is twenty, um, and also referring to the finals as the playoffs. Uh, like I know that's a bit of an Americanized thing, but uh, generally get a cop a bit of flack if you're going to call them playoffs here.
1: Does Clucky run that site?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's their main collaborator. He's oh, <laughs> oh, really uh, on fire. Watch you'll game, get us we'll fire. get us banned from Twitter. Right, we'll, uh, get uh, we'll get blocked Beach. on his Twitter. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well did we want to look at some of the uh, other games I for, the, for this round?
3: The other NRL news that's pending is the um the, the great bite, the great white bite,
0: I suppose. Well, the... that'll come up in the uh, the other games chat, yeah. Uh, but also, the Broncos fine for breaking protocols oh, and, uh, uh, and the the dossier is, being prepared.
3: Yeah, about the <laughs> um the leak for the uh, the rumours surrounding Seabold the other week. It's linked to is it former or current assistant coaches and NRL players? Pretty wild allegations oh. being made by the Courier Mail. So, um, but, but the
0: dossier all... reveals all. Links to current and former. It's one of uh, it's a bit of both oh, coaches spicy. and players. Spicy. Mm. So I wonder if that's Bennett. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> Who's got the knives out for Seabold? Because it'd be a pretty long list at this point, I reckon.
0: Yes, it's
1: probably, it's probably guy This is all a brilliant, <laughs> brilliant idea and tactic for him to get uh, out of there.
3: Oh Brisbane, and um Brisbane got rocked this week too because uh, who was it? the The prop, the the door kicker, um, Lodge Lodge, and then um someone else injured again. So
0: there um, I think
3: they're deep in the latrine yeah, right there.
0: I think one thing, and it reminds me of our 2018 season, is it's undersold how many injuries the Broncos have had this season. Like, it's not an excuse to how terrible they are. They've, they've had a lot it of was, injuries. And it wasn't for us in 2018 either. But it's one of those things where it just flies under the radar yeah, how many they're injuries they're piles they the have It on pressure, not it,
3: on top of everything else when you've got far from your full-strength side available.
0: Yeah, I think in our 2018 season, we only used the same 17 two weeks in a row on one occasion. Like, it was just that sort of thing. Um, all right, let's look at these other matches to kick us off on Thursday night. Storm absolutely punishing the Roosters without uh, the Camerons, 24-6. to 6. Uh, What do we make of this one?
3: Yeah, that was a surprise because I know the Roosters have had a few injuries, but um, they had Luke Curie for at least part of that game. So they had their you know main playmakers there and the Storm just took them apart, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I, I was actually surprised it only ended up twenty four six. I thought yeah. the storm could have gone could right have on with front, it. So yeah. credit to Roosters for for keeping the score at what it was.
3: But yeah, it's sort of it's an ominous warning for us for this week, isn't it? Because they were so good before, without either of the Camerons, and um, I know Jerome Hughes had a great game there, and he's now under a little bit of an injury cloud. But geez, um, when Melbourne turn the screws, they're very, very good.
0: Yeah, it's quite scary to be honest. We're we're all waiting for this uh, post Bellamy, post Cameron Smith era. I mean, and, um, to, to be I don't fair, know if too much is going to change. The,
3: the, the team is credibly weaker uh, right now than it was at its peak, but they've also still got some great talents there in Cameron Monster, and you've got the emergence of Brandon Smith and whatnot. But you know, it's a, it's also I think it's reflective of the competition being weaker in general, and the fact that Craig Bellamy is a good coach, so that they've done well to stay at the top.
0: Yeah, I think they get the best out of their, what you'd term, squad players. Yep, Yep. agreed. Uh, Friday, uh, the pub slot game, Warriors 12, Panthers 18. Uh, Talking about bad refereeing performances, uh, I think Panthers were managed to the win in that second (laughs) half. What do you
3: think? (laughs) I don't think I ever complained much in the pressure this week, did he? Um, Another gutsy from the Warriors, so I'm really enjoying watching them play. Just um, good, tough, desperate footy, isn't
0: it? I enjoy watching George Jennings play, but uh, Polar Express, another one in that second half where it, he might not have uh, deserved his 10 minutes stint, unfortunately. Uh poor bloke. Oh, I think he dropped one cold. Um, then Saturday, Sharks 30, Titans 18, the, the, the great white bite, did you call it? Yep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Uh, yeah, so th- this is an interesting one because Sean Johnson lodges the complaint, gets a man sent off the first time in NRL history that a player's been sent off in a game for a, uh, a bite. We've had players suspended for 12 weeks for bites, but never suspend, uh, sent off in games. So he gets to have his cake and eat it because he's now walking back the allegations about biting, which I don't think you can do. I know he's your mate from you know the New Zealand team and whatnot, but if you're going to get a player sent off, you got to stand by what you um, you lodged on the field as a complaint. Did he, did he
1: make an official? Complaint
3: he made an official it? complaint. Yeah, he he stopped the, so the he game. Went a he will show the referee. Look at look at my hand or my forearm rubber. There's a bite mark on it. I got bitten. And Bromwich then obviously countered, saying after the game that he felt he was being suffocated. And Malmaninga then dropped the quality line that he was fighting for his life. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, God. The, the Come peak, on, peak, peak <laughs> <break>. Malmaninga right <laughs> there. But yeah, um, this is another game where the Titans were in it, weren't they? Um, and then that sort of that send off sort of capitulated or completely swung momentum around and led to their capitulation as the Sharks blew them out to 30 points to 12, and then they obviously clawed back a, a six-pointer at the end. Yeah, so, you know, when you Canola were a decent team after last week, and on a better track, they sort of looked a little bit more flaunt in attack, and the Titans keep being plucky, but coming up short.
0: Then why couldn't this have turned out differently? But the Cowboys, <laughs> 30, ravidos 31, I thought they had it.
3: Yeah, I think the Cowboys thought they had it too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my dad, right? This is this is how much of a smartass he was. It was about halfway through the first half. He comes in, he goes, "That's my upset of the round." Thanks for giving me the tip when the game really <laughs> started. So at the end of the game, I, reply, I return and says, "Great tip." But yeah,
3: I, 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 <laughs> oh, smart I don't
1: ass. know. I, I don't watch many Ramados games. Like I tune in every now and then. But like like what is the difference between this year and last year? Like I don't like
3: There's not much of a difference, I don't think. The and how the same team oh, yeah, as they're, they they're
1: just dropping.
2: I think they're just falling
1: out, sort of thing. And like they've added Latron Mitchell last year. He was top five player in the league, we can say that, like on the on his day, right? Like he's top yeah, five player. Those those he's days a, can
3: be few and far between, which has always been the issue for yeah, Latron.
1: Like he is a genuine game breaker and, Yeah, like, absolutely, he,
3: there is no doubting his ability to break a game open, is there, Bertie?
1: You add him, you add, you know, Dan Gagai, who's always scoring only when it's origin time. Like, then you've got Johnson. Like, I don't I don't understand what their problem is. You can't blame us on GI. You can't blame us on Burgess. They still have Damian Cook. They've got, you know, Cody Walker, who was like touted the best running half or one of the halves last year. Like, what is their excuse? They've got the mastermind coach. I just don't know why they're just so... Their, sh-
3: forward, pack. their forward pack's pretty yeah. weak, and unfortunately, their spine is volatile. When they're hot, they're red hot, but they've got a lot of variance between their best and their worst. And I think that Adam Reynolds hasn't been as on the ball uh, directing the team around the park this year. And oftentimes they've been at their best when he's been injured or off the field because of a concussion or something like that. And they've let uh, Walker take the reins.
0: Uh, we spent way too much time on that game. Uh, Raiders <laughs> 36, Broncos 8. In a game, the Broncos led 8-6 at halftime. Broncos 30 suck. unanswered points. The end. The end. Oh. Some of those tries were just absolutely pathetic, I have to say. Uh,
3: that was, yeah, you made the comparison already with us in 2018 a team that when it's completely mentally beaten, you can just see it, can't you?
0: Yep. Um, but yeah, 30, well, 30 unanswered is, points in that second half. This, that's, is, uh, this is a spicy result coming up. Uh, I just want to say, though, uh, back on that Broncos game, that, they just look unfit, to be honest. Yeah, uh, well, that, they that's what happens when you have the fitness don't, to go 80 minutes.
3: I mean, that's maybe reflective on the staff, but also reflective of them when the players don't give a shit. You start just falling off tackles and not making the efforts, don't you?
1: they probably spend more time in the pub than on the
3: well, field. Well, that's the Parramatta. other issue. <laughs> oh, Brisbane. Uh, well, if Payne ever wants to be saved, he can come to Parramatta. But he's probably the only one we're feeding at the moment.
0: Sunday, 16th of August at 2pm, Knights 26, Manly 24. I missed this game. This but- was a wild yeah.
3: game. <laughs> this is yeah. probably the, the game of the round, quote-unquote. Uh, a lot of controversial calls from the referees and no calls and lead changes. Manly sort of have blown the... Knights out of the water early on twelve nil, and then the nights stormed back to twenty to twelve, and then went seesawing in the final um like sort of twenty minutes. Uh, but yeah, lots of injuries manly again. Um, trying to think, uh, the fullback that's uh,
1: Brendan Elliott. yeah Brendan Elliot the journeyman,
3: yeah, bum bust his ACL because at first I thought he might have been trying to milk a penalty for being hit yeah. in the air, but um no, it turns out just he landed on that one leg awkwardly and then just blew out his knee doing it. So poor bastard, I have um you know. Nothing but uh, pity for him because that's an awful injury. But Yeah, um, Knights looking all right, but defensively a little bit, you know, questionable. But they've got a lot of um, points in them now. So, and mainly, uh, I don't know, <laughs> they've, they've just got so many injuries now. So many injuries.
0: Yeah, I think they're what, four points behind eight. eighth now. Yeah. So.
3: so, even they get Tommy T back. And now they've, you know, their forward pack's getting banged up a bit too. Um, I know, and they to the,
2: Tafua, didn't they? Oh, well, rest. he's injured. They put yeah. Tafita
3: Funer in, which was a diabolical decision because he's got worse yips under the high ball than our boy, Mike Acevo. Um I, He just looks like a fish out of water, doesn't he, when the ball comes his way under the, any sort of pressure?
0: Yeah.
3: And I think Moses still had a couple of really bad concentration drops that game too, so it was just one of those days for him. Still stayed in the contest, but um, Newcastle did enough. And Newcastle had about three or four chances to put the game away in those last 10 minutes. And it was kind of like, oh my God, they've missed it, they've missed it, they've missed it, and oh, they got it. Oh, okay. So they finally pulled it out.
0: <laughs> well, talking about missed it, missed it, missed it. <laughs> uh, it Bulldogs, come on. 28 to the West, 29. Uh, you could have given the Broncos the ultimate L there, West Tigers, but uh, yeah. And if, had one, if they had
3: one, it would have made game. the um, the race for the spoon very interesting, wouldn't it? It would have kept them on equal points with the Cowboys and Broncos. So.
0: Yeah, but with the Broncos, uh, their, their points differential <laughs> is about 100,
3: 100. points, points worse than the Dogs and 150 worse than the Cowboys. Good golly, Miss.
1: How boy. selfish West Tigers, man. They're perennial knife place getters, and they're that desperate not to finish knife that they won't give every team in the league the satisfaction of the Broncos the a wooden spoon.
2: They're going to ruin everyone's year. Because of this, because they don't want to finish ninth, so selfish, mate. No, no, no. They will want it because they won, so they're currently in ninth. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah. oh. They should have just
1: lost. Yeah, they should have just lost. Dude, how good will it be um, if Broncos finish with the spoon? They'll, they'll top the year off. Like we don't even have to win the premiership; they'll top the year off. For for me personally,
2: so. <laughs> no, I just find it funny how um, Luke Brooks is the one that kicked the field goal, and he's going to have the record for the most NRL games played without a finals appearance. So. Um, <laughs> Um, just, yeah. Oh, but anyway, for the dogs, good uh, debut by from former Parramatta junior Matt Dury. I was about to say Dufty. But it's Matt
3: Dury. <laughs> uh Yeah, Dury was one of the few losses that we've had in the juniors in the last sort of four or five years. Um, yeah, I think he's um, just he a did. real handy back rower. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Can, you know, he didn't, he showed a bit of pace, but he's got a bit of ball playing. He was a former half when he played for uh, Kellyville Bush Rangers.
3: Can hit defensively. So. Just a good all around player.
2: So,
3: like Wade Graham esque? Yeah, a bit of that was a comparison that him and I had coming up. And obviously, you use those those comparisons very loosely because it's never one to one and it's always unfair pressure on the young kid. But he definitely had a bit of Wade Graham to his game.
0: Uh, Sorry, just a bit of breaking news. Both Kevin Proctor and Sean Johnson will reportedly be slapped with sanctions by the NRL for breaking judiciary rules in the lead-up to the uh, Proctor's Tuesday night hearing. That makes sense. Apparently, Proctor's interview with the Courier Mail and Sean Johnson's Instagram post on Tuesday both violated judiciary rules. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Suck shit. So be. how funny it'll be if, if Proctor gets off and then Sean Johnson gets. <laughs> um, uh. <bent. laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Uh. Um, okay. Well, I think that wraps up uh, chat from last week's game. We've done news items. Uh, the only other thing is the uh, in the women's, uh, the Harvey Norman women's competition, uh, after not posting a win this year, Wentworthville Magpies drew with the top place team <laughs> over the weekend. Wow. Uh, so good stuff from the women, um, and they go on to face West this week. So hopefully they can uh, get one over the the targets. But yeah, well done. That's um, and the highlights are there; they'll be in the the uh, the show notes. Um, you should go check them out. There's some cracking tries in the in the women's uh, Premiership this week. All right, game preview: Eels third, Storm second. This is to take place on thursday at 755 on the 20th of august 2020 another home game so if you've got those uh tickets and you're a me- well if you are you'd have to be a member to get the tickets don't you that's right pretty much yeah uh, enjoy uh,
2: no apparently there was um tickets for sale for the dragons games
3: so maybe they're, they're doing the eois for um the members first and then if the allocations aren't exhausted they'll open it up to general public
0: yeah, I have to say I, I, I haven't put any expression of interest in for the three home games no. we've got in a row.
3: Unfortunately, I just too much uh, risk at risk of the COVID for me. So
0: yeah, uh, mine's the Thursday Friday. It's pretty difficult to get out there, um, and, and and added to that, the I feel like we have yeah, talked yeah, about it in the past, but
3: I hate the Thursday time slot. Eight o'clock kickoff essentially sucks. Yeah, it I agree. Sucks.
0: Yeah. But- Eels coming into this game, $1.65 favourites, to the Storm. Oh What? Uh, that's been interesting.
3: I know it's Bank West and we play, you know, generally great footy there, but, you know, backing recent form, that is a very interesting line to set, isn't it?
0: Let's get to the team list. Ryan Pappenhusen at fullback. On the wing, Sandor, Shandor, sorry, Earl, and Josh Adokar. In the centres, Brenko Lee and Justin Olam. In the halves, Riley Jacks and Jerome Hughes, who is under an injury cloud. Captain Jesse Bromwich in the props, and I understand he didn't get off at the judiciary, so he'll be out.
3: The hip toss,
0: yeah. Christian Welch also in the forwards, Brandon Smith at hooker in the second row. Felice Cafusi, Kenny Bromwich, and Tino for. Oh, sorry, I had that practice. Malawi, Nico Hines, Tom Eisenhuth, Albert Vette, and Nelson Asofa Solomona. Um, so we reckon. Marion Seve is the extended bench. Chris Lewis, Cooper Johns, and Darren Shonig, I think that is. (laughs) Um, But it looks like... I think Chris Lewis is a forward, and Cooper Johns, obviously, the half. So, uh, if Jerome Hughes is out, we expect Johns to get his debut. And given that uh, Jesse Bromwich appears to be out... Uh, perhaps Chris Lewis comes onto the bench and either promote Nasal, uh, Nelson and Solomona, or um, Alba Albert Vettis. Albert
2: uh, um, I think Shone, uh, Schlong will actually come onto the bench because he's a prop. Whether oh, is he? Okay. Uh, Lewis, I think it was, is a second rower.
0: So. Okay, too easy. Because Tom Eisenhuth is their second rower on the bench, isn't he? Nico Hines is sort of a back replacement.
2: Yeah, utility back
0: there. Yeah, Tom Eisenhuth played a bit of centre last week, so there you are. I, think
3: he, I played, think. he played centers at the Panthers as junior, I'm pretty certain. So
0: Yeah, he had a long uh, – it's like seven years between debut at the Penrith and then uh, getting a gig at Storm. Yeah,
3: so he's um he knows his way around the traps out in the back line.
0: Cousin of Paul Gallant.
2: <laughs> I think so. Maybe. Or cousin of uh, Eisenhuth.
3: did we Eisenhuth. have an
1: Eisenhuth in the Winnie the one, ranks? The one that was playing
3: for – the one that plays the West Tigers was a one-time Parramatta junior. And he had an unfortunate run with, I think, cancer. Um and he had to
0: yeah he did he was also a Penrith at at some point as well, um yeah but they're cousins the two Eisenhuths but they're both cousins with Paul Gallen too
3: poor bastards.
0: <laughs> uh, fullback captain Clint Gutherson on the wings, Makasivo Blake Ferguson in the centres, Michael Jennings, Wonga Blake. Halves are Dill Brown, Mitch Moses in the forwards, Regan Campbell Gillard, Junior Paulo, Hooker Reed Marney. Second row: Sean Lane, Ryan Madison, and at lock is Nathan Brown. Interchange: Ray Stone, Marlon Corey Kane, Evans, Oregon Kafusi. Extended bench is Andrew Davy, Hayes Dunster, Will Smith, Brad Takaregi. Uh Unchanged from last week, so uh, showing a bit of faith in the boys, even after getting a, a loss. Uh, but then match officials Ben Cummins, Todd Smith, touch judge Chris Sutton, touch judge Bo Scott gets a chair in the video oh, referee. See. So hopefully we get a bit more uh, help in the video referees yeah. box this week. Oh, and Steve Chitty is the senior review official. Start with you, Bertie. How do you see it playing out?
1: Um, oh, this is gonna be a grind. First, it's you just know the storm we're gonna play. Play it down. Just do simple shit like yesterday, um, last week. I just feel as though um the boys will bounce back and. Um, just the, our forwards should just lay the platform for our, um, our team. Like, one thing I should, I hope that they do because Stormwing is they like to rush in, um, and like put pressure on our, our centers. Maybe kick him behind. I know we said it earlier, um, in the preview, we should be kicking a bit early. Maybe try that because, um, I just feel as though, you know, one bad pass from Moses and car, no one's catching him. And then I don't know about Shandor, or how quick he is over the years or now. But, um, other than that, um, if Reid Money stops kicking, we might have a chance because you know he gets a bit kick happy on the line. But yeah, I just feel as though the boys will bounce back and you know um, clink up. Like we have, we obviously have the better. We have we have more class in this side now as opposed to Storm, and we should just you know go on with the win. But you never know. Last week,
2: as I said, the Storm won, and I'm a bit nervous actually. This game. What about you, Ham? Uh, I think we need to take it right to their forward back. They've still got. I know Bromwich is out, but Brandon Smith is a rep player. Christian is a rep player.
3: Shafusi played for Queensland? Yeah, he's played for oh, Queensland and right. Australia, I think. Yeah, yeah both.
2: Played. Yeah, Bromwich has played for uh, uh, New Zealand, Zealand. and Sofa Solomon has also played for New Zealand. So they've got a still very good starting forward pack. What I would try and do is just, you know, ruck up middle and then, you know, I don't even care. Yeah, I've said it before in other games, but roll it into the end goal. Like, don't even try to look for, well, obviously look to put a try on. but If we just grab it into the end goal, get another repeat set. Try and get them to bring their bench on, so we can get their bench on earlier. And I think that's where we can get them. Um, Maybe in the centres too, because I feel like Jennings will be up against Brenko Lee. So um, give Jenko a bit of early ball there and see how he goes. Especially with um, Sandor Earl coming into the team, there might sort of create a bit of defensive mismatch.
0: And forty.
3: Yeah, I've said it before, and you know it's a bit of a sporting cliche, but good teams don't lose consecutive games. And, you know, we obviously dropped one against the Dragons and now we face a huge challenge against the team that not only is, you know, on top of the game, even before the injuries, as we saw with the dismantling of the Roosters, but has, unfortunately, a, a pretty big psychological advantage on us because some of our worst losses, both regular season and postseason, have come against them. So this game is a very important hurdle for this team to overcome. And they've got to get right mentally, got to get right physically, which I think they are now. Obviously, you're naming a 1-17 to full strength roster that doesn't get much better than that. Um, so they just got to get everything in gear. And it's just one of those games where you've got to cut out the bullshit errors because Melbourne will just take that game away from you so fast. If you give them possession and territory, they're just going to rip the game away from our grasp and make it so we can never get into it. So cut the silly errors. I know Bertie talked about Reid Money's goal on kicking. I think that he has to really put a, you know, not put a lid on it, but if he's going to do it, he needs to get a result. And the same thing with, with Dylan you know, Dion needs to get his left edge in order. He needs Sean Lane to be in the right place at the right time so he can find Janko or he can find Lane or he can find Gufferson and really exploit the um you know sort of the the pieces, the pieces and the positions that we have manipulated down that edge. And the other one, I mean, I, I don't know really what to call out Guffer because he's just been fantastic, so I'll let him go. But the other one is is Mitch. And it's more about a case of he's our game plan lives and dies by his hands and feet. Everything that we do In a macro sense, obviously Dylan and and Reid and and other players like Junior and we've got a lot of play and team on a micro level can do a lot of cool things in like the little pieces, but the game plan is on Mitchell Moses. And last week against the Dragons, I think he let the game just flow away from him a little bit. And that's when the Dragons sort of got their feet back into the door. So against the Storm, he just needs to be on it for 80 minutes. Just every kick, every pass, getting these guys in the position, marshalling the defensive line down that right edge. And if those three guys can bring the A game and bring the Heat, I think all the other pieces sort of fall into place.
0: Yeah, I think uh, your one comment playing for the 80 minutes there, 40 encapsulates it all. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Storm are going to be there whether it's the first minute or the 79th. Um, yeah. And last year they put us away comfortably in both of those games. Yeah. Uh, so I made the point that we've only lost three games this year by a combined total of 20 points, 14 of those against the Roosters. Uh, it'd be such a shame. Uh, if we allowed any of those score lines that were put on us last year uh, against the storm this week, especially with all their outs, um, but you know we've had a terrible track record against, uh, track record against the storm, so uh, this is a game we really need to lift because they're certainly not going to beat themselves, and they're going to see having all these first top line players. Uh, they've just got such a culture that uh, that they'll take that as a challenge um, to prove and not use it as an excuse uh, like some other teams might. Um, What's it sort of looking like? It's looking clear. I just had the the forecast up. So we've got a bit of sunshine uh, from uh, we're at Tuesday now. Uh, we've got Wednesday, mostly sunny and windy. Thursday, mostly sunny and windy. So no chance of showers. What, uh, about, so...
2: what about the wind factors? Keeping <coughs> the dew off Parramatta Stadium might help us a little bit in this game.
0: Well, the wind's westerly 30 to 50 kilometres, decreasing to 30 to 45 kilometres in the morning and then turning northwesterly 15 to 20 kilometres in the evening.
1: The problem is the stadium is built where wind doesn't affect the ground like. So I don't know if that's going to help dry the track out. But but the
3: time slot means regardless of precipitation, it's probably still going to be greasy. So it's going to be tough.
2: I think it'll be a big game, I think. We really need to step up. We really need to treat it like we tr- we um were playing the Roosters in that round six clash, was it? Yeah, it was a while ago now. If we play up to that, I don't think we'll play at that intensity. I don't think the storm will play at that intensity. But we need to prepare this week like we prepared for that game.
0: I agree with that, him.
1: Just cut the errors out. Like last time we played them in the finals, we completed 15 out of 30. Like we just had no ball and more gas. Like just go, just don't worry about the results. Just go out there. We're not going to drop the ball. We're not going to do a stupid error. We're not going to pass, you know, offload a stupid pass. Just complete the set, and eventually, look the the rest, the rest will take care of itself.
2: Just complete your sets. I will tell you what, we need to do. We need to win the coin toss. <laughs> no, because I th- I think if we win the coin toss, elect to kick the ball, and then that way we can put big defensive pressure in that first set. Test their halves out because I, I I I'm pretty sure that Jerome Hughes won't be playing, so he will be testing out um. Uh, like, Jones. Cooper Johns yeah. on a, on the first kick. If we can get them kicking inside the 31st kick of the game, that'll set us right up for a win, I reckon.
0: Well, one thing I have noticed in our recent games, and, and it's different from what we began the year with, is especially off kickoffs, limiting teams to getting at least that first tackle to the 10 metre line. Um, when we're not going well, teams are getting to that 15, almost 20 metres um, off the kick-off. So that seems to be a big indicator on on, on how we're actually performing, whether or not we're limiting teams to, to very short metres in their own uh, territory. But one player that I'd highlight, um, Tino Fasua Malawi, starting at lock, usually comes off the bench and is great impact and scores a couple of tries. Um, that's certainly someone we should be running a lot of traffic at. Uh, during the game and test him out uh, with his match fitness because it's going to be a long night, uh, full 80 minutes. Uh, the other players that I'd also be testing um, is uh Shandor-El and Brenko Lee on that one uh, edge. Um, uh, we don't want to be kicking uh, directly to Ryan Pappenhusen at any time in the night. So if you need to, just roll the ball into touch. It's just yep. that simple. Don't give him an opportunity at the back. Get a set defensive line. You know, I'm I'm I agree 100. percent,
2: You know, it might go against what our forward pack probably needs, which is less uh, time out. But for this game, yeah, 100. You know, you don't want um, Pappenhoisen or Ado coming back at you. So kick him behind Sandoril and make them run for the ball.
0: Now we've got six matches left. Uh, so this really here, um, I Before think... We have made... 11 matches left. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh 40's made the point in previous years. Essentially, this game against Storm, it counts for four competition points because um, if it goes against you. Uh, if we do, as the report has been out uh, this week, we're aiming for that top two finish, uh, this is a game we need to be winning.
2: No, and that's why I think that we heard the comments from Jenko um, saying that we want a top two finish. This is the game you have to do it because if we win... Um, comfortably. We don't have to win convincingly, but as long as we win comfortably, you know, it's only for and against them that's between us and second.
0: Yeah, and we've still got that game against Penrith to come up. Uh, Who else does Storm have in the run home? I'm just having a look at their draw. (sighs) Like, this is all predicated, of course, on winning uh, this weekend. I've
2: got the Eagles, Rabbit. oh, yeah, Rabbits, does, yeah. Cowboys, Tigers, dragon. All right, so they're coming second or third.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. There's not much competition after us, is there?
2: No. So um, I thought that we'd be a bit underdone going into the finals, but I suppose it's all professional ads, so it doesn't matter who they've got before the finals. They'll just rip it into the and Actually, this, yeah, this is the last big game, so I think they'll, be, they'll definitely be right up for this game, and they'll want to start off early. I think...
0: Oh, they've also got Manly, and whilst Manly are playing pretty injured and not as great as they have, they always seem to have a close match.
2: That, I think the, the coin toss is – it sounds weird. It sounds very uh, F- Freddie Fitler. The coin toss is crucial. We've got to win it. Gut
0: well, no, let us it. let us know on, on Twitter, Ham, or on up, suck on the, up the minerals,
3: win the coin toss. Easy game.
2: Whoever wins the coin toss, I reckon, will elect to kick off and it'll set defensive pressure because the Storm will be right up for this because they've got no other top eight team – Bikes, except for uh, Rabbitohs who are coming eighth, so whoever wins a coin toss will go a long way to winning this game.
0: Okay, predictions,
2: Bertie.
1: <clears throat> um, I'm gonna tip Parramatta 12, Storm 10. Uh, I I'll, usually I will tip you know 20 or 30 plus, but you just if you look at our previous results, you know we've we've scored zero, we've scored four, we've scored 10, we've, we hardly score against them, and you know mainly partly partly the reason is because we do errors, but yeah, I just think this is gonna be a, a grind and. Um, There'll be less breaks, hardly the ball. Like we said, we should kick to this touchline, but maybe that might not happen. There'll be a lot of um back and forth, and yeah, it'll be a slow game. And uh, first try scorer, I'm going to go with um Mitchell Moses. I think Brown's going to kick for him. He's going to, you know, a little, little dart at the line and chip it into the line. And yeah, other than that, um,
2: go para. Geez, a little dart at the line. God, that
0: was before <laughs> COVID, wasn't it? Darts. <laughs> 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 Thinking of um, who was that old manly player that enjoys a dart? Cliffy Lions, oh, I know. Lions, uh, yeah. I know. Used to. You're thinking of Cliffy Lions, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's right. Cliffy, 40-heel uh, predictions.
3: Uh, I'm gonna have to do something. I'm, I'm loathe to do, and I'm, I'm doing this in the hope that it breaks our funk. But I'm gonna tip the Melbourne Storm uh, 20 to 16. Uh, so three tries and a penalty, a late penalty, unfortunately. And first try scorer, I'll go Storm again with Josh Adakar. So this is all in the hope that this breaks our our funk. Get out. Get I'm, I'm taking one for the team, boys. Get I've, I've I've tipped this and tipped this and tipped this, and you know it's pretty been pretty good for eleven wins, but we've also been struggling. So clearly, clearly, I'm the issue here. So if I just tip against us, everything's going to be rosy.
0: And over uh, to you, for? Ham.
2: Uh, thanks for that bumble of my name.
0: Uh, no. I was about to say uh, a ham sandwich, and I just uh, yeah. All good, all
2: good. Um, first try scorer going Michael Jennings. The score eight. Parramatta. Who's the Storm goal kicker now. and 8-6 to Parramatta. One try, one penalty goal. The Storm will kick three penalty goals. No, They'll score a a try and kick. Um, Yeah, 8-6, Michael Jennings. And Parramatta to win
0: the coin toss calling Tails.
3: (laughs) Never fails in New South Wales. Tails
1: never fails.
0: Uh, For me, 14-12, Eels. Going to go with uh, the big fella, Furgo. He's breaking the duck egg. <laughs> uh, one thing we didn't mention: this is the hundredth game of Jennings for the Eels, and, the 50th. and it's Marnie's fiftieth game uh, in the NRL, but also obviously for the Eels being one club player at this point. Uh, so I have to say we've we've done those uh, those big games well uh, in the last year or two. Uh, we need to keep that going, especially in such a, a critical match for us uh, this Thursday. But. Uh-huh. Um, as we know, storm are never easy to beat, so uh, we'll we'll have our hands full certainly getting over the top of them. All right, but do we have anything else to add to that?
3: NFL yeah. soon, which is exciting. Although, Don't, yeah, I was, Jared- I was just
0: looking through my calendar, and because I like I have it auto synced to the to the Packers calendar as well. I'm like, oh shit,
3: it's like a month away, isn't it? Something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close.
3: Gerald McCoy blew out his quad, buddy.
1: Yeah, if you saw the, I tweeted out the the video footage. It looks very innocuous. Just he just stepped back and yeah. It didn't look good. And uh, yeah, speaking so, of quads, did you see the the Packers running back AJ Dillon? Fucking quadzilla, mate.
0: Yeah, I tell you <laughs> what, he, they had him up against Jordan Love, and it was like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
3: QB and RB—that's <laughs> yeah. sapling and tree trunk right there, baby.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah. That, they were they were memeing on it uh, in uh, the Packers Discord and, <laughs> and Reddit threads. It was pretty funny. Oh, that's gold. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I think um, I think we'll be well served with uh, him at running back. Uh, as, as long as he doesn't do any injuries, but uh, I've watched I've watched his college tape um, a fair bit, and yeah, I think in a better team he would have looked a lot better. I, I can see why, why we drafted him. Maybe not as high as we did, but I can I can see why we did. Uh, did you do you want to give an in depth analysis on the uh, the Packers uh, recruitment there, him? I uh, just
2: have a look at his legs now. I'm not really a big fan of preseason, so
3: <laughs> well, you're lucky. Uh, luckily, there's no preseason games this year, so go. it's all just camp uh, work.
2: Now I'm just looking at his quads and his uh, thing. I like. Big bum, nice, powerful bum. I reckon he's got the
3: Fijian hips.
2: Yep, got the Fijian legs too. Jesus, <laughs> look at him!
0: Um, and the only other thing that uh, for Australian players uh, is it Joe Joe Ingles? He he put up nineteen points the other Joe day. Inglis. you just yeah. got jingled. Yeah, jingles. S- jingles, That's on?
3: Freaking jingled! He's even got his own. He's got. He literally has his own meme in the NBA. He's got freaking jingled, you moron.
0: <laughs> well the only Australian in the uh, NBA playoffs he's, um, and uh, he's pretty good up, what was it 19 points it yeah was pretty good.
3: he's pretty good he's a good defender and a good spot shooter for the uh, Utah Jazz so um, yeah they had a, a overtime loss in an absolutely insane game so yeah
1: going back going back to the NFL uh, ben,
3: ben Simmons is in the playoffs too Hamish just he's got the knee injury so he'll be back if they get through the first round I think against the Boston Celtics ah cheers
1: yeah, back to the NFL. The Redskins, or oh, sorry, not the Redskins, the Washington, the Washington Football,
3: football stadium, Team. Yes,
1: they've come out and said they're not going to have any fans, right? I mean, Chiefs have come out and said round one they're going to have 20, uh, 22,000 fans. Do you think it should be a rule for all stadiums? Yes,
3: one hundred percent, it should be. America's got so many issues that there should just be a lockout. They should just let the players play and not risk any um, infections from fan to any sort of auxiliary support staff that then can reach the team.
2: Um, it's their God-given right, freedom, to go to American football games without a mu- open carrying a rifle. So,
3: crack open a can of Budweiser, and go watch some football.
0: Football, man! Yeah. It, the the it, the idiocy is spreading to Australia as well. Um, hey. For my daughter's school. Um, They've just like updated their protocol in line with uh, the Department of Education. Yeah. Where if if you have flu like symptoms, you have to go get a COVID test and provide the negative result to the school. So, and con- like me and my sense. daughter already did that, and I already did that <laughs> uh, before these new protocols came in, in, and a, they've changed you sat
3: in the a car line for five hours to get that test done, baby.
0: Yeah, it was pretty full on. Um, but uh, you know you got to do the right thing and wear those masks on public transport if you're heading out to the game as well. Correct. Uh, but uh, there's. <laughs> There was one parent that's replied to this post with some crazy-ass American shit, Uh, but she'll now be homeschooling her children. Um, So uh, I feel sorry for those kids. Uh, Rest (laughs) in pieces. Yes. Uh, Forced testing of kids will just equate in more false positives, as these tests are useless and not even meant to be used for diagnosis. It will cause more forced testing and more false positive school closures, and chaos. <laughs> big, big medicine. Trying I won't to keep be people a part down. of this madness oh, any longer. God. And I encourage each parent to wake up before it's too late. <laughs>
1: I'll give it three days and she'll be fucking getting out at 6 a.m. saying, "He, take them, take them <laughs> next.
0: Um, all right. Well, I think on that happy note, we'll we'll wrap up there. Uh, go the Eels. And uh, the hopefully hills. we have a win to review last uh, next week because it's not very fun revealing a loss, is it?
3: Whoop that storm ass, boys.
0: Cheers. Catch you on the next Power Podcast. Same place. the thigh.